Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum Podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today we have Netflix 228th film from 2020. It's the biographical drama Sergio, directed by Greg Barker, starring Wagner Mora, Ana de Amos, Garrett Dillahunt, Clement Schlick, Will Donton, Bradley sorry, Will Dalton, Bradley Whitford, and Brian F. O'Byrne. I'm Jesse. I'm writing solo for this one. Um, I think that's going to be a bit of a regular occurrence uh, moving forward, but I'm excited to talk about this one. This one is uh, a a true story. There's nothing wrong with a true story and nothing wrong with um, hearing about this one. So if you are keen on checking out the story of Sergio, give us a pause. Come back later um, because I'm going to spoil this film as we go and spoil this story. But you may already know Sergio's story, so that doesn't matter. So feel free to hang around and listen to what I've got to say. And I'm going to kick it off with the fast flicks where we do a quick summary of what the film is all about. So for this one, this story follows the work of a UN diplomat um, in conflicted nations and the conflicts that he also faces in his personal life. I did not know the story of Sergio. Um, I do enjoy political stories. Didn't know Sergio. Didn't know what had happened to him. So to me, this was a new story, and I thoroughly um, am looking forward to discussing this one. So for, um, I guess, a bit of context, this one is actually based on the book called Chasing the Flame, One Man's Fight to Save the World by Samantha Power. Um, and yeah, the, this, is, this is a true story, as I've mentioned, and it covers sort of Sergio and... Um, his work with the UN as well as working alongside another worker called Carolina uh, or Carolina and um, you know she sort of becomes a love interest for him Um, I've got to give that little context I guess to talk a little bit about um, how this story came about so I think that um, (laughs) this is gonna be so hard so yeah I am gonna spoil it massively so um, the end of the film ends with Sergio dying um, in a UN building in Iraq. So that's that's the context behind this film. So Carolina uh, was sort of his lover and co-worker too. And she sort of um, wrote a piece in the Huffington Post sort of criticizing the, the lack of initiative of the UN to look into this attack in, in which he died um, and bringing those responsible to justice, even though Sergio um, had been such an... Um, an asset to the organization in the end he was was sort of you know um, they didn't really care which is a bit sad she also claimed that the bombing that killed him was never um, investigated properly and the circumstances of the incident were buried under statues and memorial speeches she also then later resigned from the un in 2005 which is an interesting thing um this i guess was filmed and it covers a lot of lots of different countries but we're in cambodia we're in iraq we're in east timor but due to practical reasons that they couldn't actually shoot in east timor so the solution uh, was that they bought 24 east timorese people um, along with their clothing and fabric fabrics and filmed in thailand and then they completed with a lot of extras um, from timor who are already in thailand and um this lady called Senharina was one of the people and her scenes were based on a real life encounter that Sergio had with a woman from Central Asia in a refugee camp, which I'll probably talk about in some scenes later on. But the actress um, had also lost her loved ones in a civil war too. So even though the, this scene, they were following a script, the dialogue wasn't actually rehearsed and the, the scene was improvised. And Wagner um, Mora, who plays Sergio, he actually did cry during the filming. And, and that's probably why it's going to end up on one of the scenes that I did enjoy in this film. Um, also, shortly after the events in this film, um, Carolina spoke 
out about the mistreatment from the UN and how they tried to keep her away from Sergio's actual funeral, claiming that they weren't formally married and they deprived her of rights of being a family member as well as an employee. She wasn't allowed to, to keep their personal belongings from Baghdad. Um, the UN didn't even call it a testify um, and she was removed from the list of survivors from the attack too. Um, despite the two were engaged and had full support from Sergio's family um, and their civil union was only legally acknowledged after a lawsuit that lasted over 10 years um, against his first wife, Annie, who they have kids with. Um, and even after then, the UN still remained silent. So this sort of leaves a bit of a, a bitter taste in my mouth about the UN, I guess. Um, on Sergio's death, uh, Brazil, his home country, once um, they heard that he'd passed away, they, they actually had three days of official mourning. That's how big this guy was. I'm, I'm so surprised I didn't know about him. Um, as I mentioned before, parts of this film were, were filmed in Thailand, but also in Brazil, in Jordan, and America. Um, and it probably took about three months, according to some sources, to film in 2018. They, they were going to release this in theatres, um, but as we're going to see with a lot of films in 2020, uh, the, the coronavirus outbreak sort of... Uh, ensured that this didn't happen, which is a little bit sad. The tagline for this film is, in a world of conflict, he, ris he risked everything for peace. I mean, it's a simple tagline. It makes sense. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not uh, anything out of the, the ordinary, but I guess, um, you know, it works. Sergio, title of this film, across the world, in Japan, they, they subtitled it with The Man Who Fought to Save the World, which is nice. Um, in Vietnam, they just called it The Prodigal Diplomat. Uh, diplomat and in Taiwan they called it rescue the man so a couple of different titles across the world as well this did debut at Sundance on the 28th of January in 2020 so um, a little bit uh, before a lot of the pandemic sort of stuff happened in the in the western world Carolina the actual um, real life Carolina attended this premiere which is quite nice um, before it hit Netflix on the 17th of April in 2020 it was nominated for two awards at the Imogen so I-M-A-G-E-N, Foundation Awards. Uh, it won one, it lost one. So Wagner Mora for Best Actor in a Feature Film. Um, he won that award. And the film was also nominated for the Best Feature as well. What are the critics and audiences saying about this film? So Rotten Tomatoes, it actually is rotten on 44% on 48 reviews, uh, which is interesting. The audience had a little bit higher at 50%. That's on more than 100 ratings. IMDb, a little bit higher at a 6.2 out of 10. That's on a bit over 10,000 ratings. And on Letterboxd, it sits on a 2.8 out of 5 on 7,500 ratings. But it's actually been logged by about 10,500 people. What are my early thoughts? What I've, I've probably given a little bit away already, but my early thoughts for this one, I think, um, as I mentioned, if you've listened to any of our previous podcasts where we sort of uh, cover political war-torn sort of films, you know, I'm a bit of a sucker for these true life stories. And this one got me again. I, I was fully engaged and drawn into this character of Sergio who I didn't know anything about, which I've said. And I think the performances in this really helped with that too. So I'm all on board for this film. All right, let, let's talk about some characters in this one. And obviously the film is titled Sergio, so we've got to start with Sergio. As I've said, he, he was a UN diplomat. Um, he worked for the UN for 34 years, I think it was, and, and he'd given his all to help others. And even though this impacted his own personal life, his kids, as well as his new love, um, Carolina too, he's righteous in his work, but, but not necessarily to those around him as he didn't have the ability to say no or walk away from a job when he needed to, or when he committed to doing it. So this is a guy who deeply feels the work that he's doing is impactful and he's conscious in himself. Like it's never about what he wants. 
Uh, what, what does he want? He, he's always thinking about others through this portrayal anyway. Um, and I think we do sort of see towards the end of the film that he does want to go to Rio. He wants to settle down and he just wants to live life. But unfortunately, he doesn't get the ability to do that. And that, that, that leads me to, to Carolina um, or Carolina this intelligent woman who is out in the field as well and she's also helping others and and she falls for Sergio and their connection is evident through the performances in this film uh she probably has a bit too much sugar in her coffee than than is needed but I I really enjoyed Ana de Amos in this in this role um I just feel like that the two of them they just seemed like such good people um which which might be a little bit problematic I guess because you can't necessarily like in real life people aren't always so cookie cutter clean but the way that they portrayed them in this film it was really nice um the other sort of side characters in this film we've got gil who was quite important a very important role because he was sergio's aide and he was by his side throughout all of the conflicts that he goes through whether it was cambodia whether it was east timor whether it was iraq he was there and sergio says to him he's like you're my conscious but he doesn't listen to him enough and I really like the way that they sort of show how that this this is this sort of impact or brings his his downfall because the end um, you know the, the end of this film is unfortunately Sergio doesn't make it and if he had have listened to Gil especially with the idea of getting security for where they were in Iraq this this may not have happened um, it was nice too in the credits at the end that we sort of see that that Gil as a character he was sort of a, a composite of several members of Sergio's sort of support team and um, that the the character who got stuck with Sergio in the in the rubble towards the end of the film I think his name was Losha um, and he actually survived and and returned to his family so that's, that's a nice story to finish off on too we had um, the character of Paul Bremer as well, who was the American diplomat or American correspondent who was, who was put out in the field. And, you know, aside from the news footage of Bush that we see cut in, as well as the CNN reports, he was like the sole voice of America or the sole US voice that we heard. And this was sort of in conflict to what the UN wanted and what Sergio wanted. So we've got that idea, the, the conflicting ideas of what was going on as well. The only other character that, that you could really talk about would be Gabby, who was um, Sergio's bodyguard, and he followed him everywhere. He was, you know, <laughs> Sergio would go for a run, and Gabby was there. Um, and he, he was at the end of this film too, or, or throughout the cuts, we saw that he was one of those key people who was trying to ensure that he could get out from this rubble. Um, so looked like a good guy too. The director of this film, Greg Barker, very interesting. He, he was a former war correspondent. Uh, he's got 17 directing credits, and a lot of these are, are docos and, and, and real-life stories that he sort of would have travelled and, and seen throughout his time as a correspondent. But th- this film here that we're talking about was his first narrative feature film um, as a director, and 11 years prior to the release of this film in 2009, Barker also directed a documentary called Sergio as well, uh, depicting his life and the real events that we see in this film. So Greg Barker has obviously been impacted by the story of Sergio that, you know, not only has he put together a, a doco, a real life story of Sergio, he's also adapted this into a, a narrative feature as well. Now's the time that we talk about some scenes, some scenes that we liked and we didn't like. So obviously I've, I've said I've enjoyed this film. There's a few things that stood out to me. The, the first one was when Sergio is on the phone to Paul Brebner, the, the American diplomat that we spoke about, and sort of says that he's going to talk about the human rights, right abuses that are happening in Iraq. And, um, you know, Brebner's obviously not very happy about this. And he sort of, um, Sergio does like a bit of a phone put down on him and, and Gil's there with him as always. And his response was like, you know, that went well. <laughs> it, it made me laugh. It was a nice little bit of humor in such a serious moment. Uh, 
and, and a lot of the moments that we see throughout East Timor, they were really good. Uh, Sergio meets with the rebel leader at, at this stage and the rebel leader's like, you know, you're just here to fix the solution and those sorts of things. And, and he has a go at Sergio for wearing this scarf that the rebel leader sort of says is for respected leaders and elders. And it was nice to see later on once Sergio does all the hard work and actually fixes this, well, not, he, he helps with the solution to, to the issue that's happening between Indonesia and East Timor. Um, this rebel leader follows up with giving him this scarf. And that, that was really nice. Um, and again, in East Timor, there's a, there's a moment where Carolina organizes for Sergio to meet with this local woman. Um, and she talks about her family being dead and, and wanting to go into the sky to be a cloud and then fall like rain to be on her land forever. And, and, and I mentioned this before in the, the moments were a little bit improvised, like the crying, the hugs, the, the realness that you felt in that moment, it was just so nice. And, and there's a follow up later on, which, which adds a bit of a comedic moment to it where Sergio sort of quotes that, um, when he's waiting to, I think it was when he's waiting to meet the Indonesian president and, um, Gil just sort of says to him, what the F are you on about? <laughs> what, what the F did you say? It was just, it was just a, a nice moment. Um, I also think that highlights Sergio's commitment to his work. There's, there's a scene where he goes back to Rio and he's having dinner with like his his family and, and his kids, his sons are there too. And just the, the awkwardness between his sons about them or him not knowing anything about them, especially about, you know, an allergy to a food, to shrimp, I think it was. And then he just has to bail because he gets a phone call and he said, my work's in the field. Um, it was just so sad to see that that's where it comes to. And, and these are the sorts of people that are making these decisions that they're rejecting or, or putting aside their family to, to try and fix things that are happening in the world. Uh, the, the last thing I'll talk about too, Sergio and Gil, this whole film through flashbacks, we know that they're trapped um, in Iraq and they talk about this decision of Sergio to get rid of security in Iraq for them. And just that discussion, it was done so well that Sergio reflects and, and realizes, you know, he's done the wrong thing and he's taking responsibility for, for this decision too. There's only one thing that I didn't really like in this film. And there's, there's this moment when in East Timor, Sergio is trying to meet with um, the rebels in East Timor. And he's frustrated because he's worried he can't fix it or, or solve it because what they want is an apology from the Indonesian president. And then the rain starts and all of, a, all of a sudden in the middle of the road in this little town, um, Carolina and, and him just start making out in the rain. It was just a little bit a little bit lame, a little bit on your nose and not necessarily needed. We, we got so much of their love story in this that that, that big moment of them first kissing, <laughs> I don't know if we actually needed it in, in a story about such an important man. Um, that sort of frustrated me a little bit. All right, some themes and some ideas in this film. What's it talking about? Obviously, it's about politics. So the idea of meddling in other countries. We, we see this in every single film that, that sort of covers war and things like this. This one focuses a little bit more on the role of the UN and the idea that can they be persuaded? Um, who's working for them? What are they doing? Are they independent? And what's the cost of war? And what's the cost of trying to fix or solve things in other people's countries? Uh, apart from that, the idea of love in this story too. Sergio and Carolina are like, they're people that are going to be together if it's right if it's going to work it's going to work and we see that through their romance too but the idea of doing the right thing especially through Sergio and Carolina they're both both very strong people who want to do the right thing like they're very um, heroic they're neglecting their family to, to make the world a better place it's almost like this idea of righteousness um, 
for the oppressed, for the people that, that can't stand up for themselves. And I know there's that discussion, like, is this the right thing to do? These people are trying to do the right thing. Um, and, and Sergio in particular, that idea of saying no, like how hard is it to say no when you know you can do more, when you think you can do more, when there's that ability that, you know, if I just did this one more thing, can I fix something? Um, and you've got to contemplate that between the idea of, others needing you that there are people in your life that that need you too and that's such a sad thing to see in this film um what did i take away from this film i think you know the idea like how good is mora in this like if you've seen narcos you'll know what i mean but even more impressive Ana de Armas. like she's one of my favorites i think like she's just such a beautiful presence on the screen and just delivers and like the emotional moments just the serious moments everything and uh, we put out a uh, bonus episode on the marilyn monroe blonde film earlier or sorry we're in 2023 but uh late in 2022 and i think that you know i really enjoyed that film i enjoyed her performance she's been great in knives out I just think that she's someone to watch and she's going to be so big. She's just such a great performer. Um, I'm ready to wrap this up. I think it's hard to give this film a rating out of five and put it all together. And, you know, as you can probably tell from the discussion, I was fully in this. I think that the skipping between timeframes may have been a little bit confusing a little bit, but the big focus on, um, you know, the, the idea that you've got one guy with the support of others trying to help the world it's just such an important message i think the the love story at times between carolina and sergio probably could have been done better because we probably could have got a little bit of light and shade like we've got a lot of light but a little bit of shade to these characters too but i still found it massively effective and it sort of gave me insight into this character that i knew nothing about i'm giving this a four out of five i really rate this film i think it's worth seeing so if you've got the time take it and i'm really keen to jump on i think it's on netflix as well i want to see the documentary done by the same director on sergio i'm just so intrigued by this story we're on socials we're on twitter we got facebook and instagram if you can give us a follow give us a like share some of our our, um, episodes if you can the question I wanted to put on there for this episode is like, what are your thoughts on the UN? Like, are they a relevant body in society today? I mean, th- this is a body that was formed. Like, we had the League of Nations before the UN at the end of World War One, but at the th- this is a body that was formed from the victors of World War Two. Are they still relevant bodies to be leading the world today? Has the world changed? Are we in a, in a different situation where we need to say, okay, let's mix it up a bit, let let's change it a bit, and let's let's do something different i'm i'm not sure i mean people call the un the tiger the toothless tiger the toothless tiger because yes they can give out messages and say things but who actually you know upholds their decisions who actually follows up with what's going on as we saw with this story too based on on sergio's death not much was done which is a little bit sad and that sort of uh yeah upsets me a bit but I've enjoyed this. I've enjoyed this film i hope you will too Uh, i'm back next week for another episode it's another film from 2020 it's mixing up the genres a little bit because this one is a computer animated film called The Willoughbys, which is directed by Chris Pern. It stars the voices of Will Forte, Maya Rudolph, Alessia Cara, Terry Crews, Martin Short, Jane Krakowski, Sean Cullen, and Ricky Gervais. I'm excited for that one. I've had this on my watch list since it came out, so I'm very excited to talk about The Willoughbys next week. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening to me talk about this film. I really like this film. Um, I hope you give it a chance, and I'll see you next week.